healthier, better. Hey Calder, how are you? I am so good, Norman. How are you doing, bud? I'm all right. Uh, welcome to the Get Alpha Mindset Podcast, uh, where we interview great people. I think you're great. So uh, Thank you. to uh, start off the podcast, we always start off with your favorite uh, alcohol. So why Fireball? <laughs> I did not expect that. I thought like a scotch, a whiskey. Yeah, no, Give me a little history. You know what? Norman would have been, but uh, <laughs> there's no real history to it. Honestly, the thing was, I was out with a friend, yeah. had dinner with her, and she was like, you know what? Try this. And gave me a shot of it. And I think it's the cinnamon aspect of it. I don't know. It burned, but it was good at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I picked that as I my like drink it. today. Uh, so are we going to drink it straight or are we going to drink it like shooters? Straight, bro. Straight. All right. Straight. All right. Straight it is. Let's pour this in. How you been? I've been good. How have you been? Uh, super busy. Super busy. Um, while I get us a little bit of ice, why don't you tell the viewers here a little bit of your background? Uh, okay. So... Guys, I've been in the personal training industry now, oh my God, since 2007. Um, I started off with a small-time gym. It was a segue because that was not the field I wanted to be in. Um, originally, I thought I was going to be in sales, so I was working with a sales company. I started with uh, Marla Haley, but then a friend of mine asked me to come work at Good Life just on, on a spur of the moment back in the days, and back then there was no accountability for Good Life. and introduced me to personal training and I loved it because I loved working out. So I figured why not do it, help some people at the same time while I was doing it. From there, I ended up being with the company for almost 12 years and I was a fitness manager up here at the Aurora uh, gym, yeah. roughly five years I was the fitness manager there. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. And do you, uh, I mean, oh, ooh, ooh, baby. Uh, I know you, uh, you're pretty much Jack of all trades, but what would you say your main my, my main superpower would be What's if I if superpower? I had a superpower uh, when it comes to fitness? I think my main superpower is strength. To strength. be honest with you, I do make people stronger. It doesn't matter age, uh, creed, color. That's my thing. Is like I always focus on strength training because strength training leads to everything else being a lot better. So awesome. Um, so one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on, here you go, Ryan, our camera guy. Hey. All right. Cheers, everybody. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. Salute. Salute. <laughs> All right. Straight A like a gangster. Smooth. Oh, yeah. it's, oh it's, baby. It's, it's, that's, that's cinnamon a kick. Closer, a that's um, cinnamon kick. A little bit. It's nice. Close to Valentine's Day. It's perfect. There you go. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is... Uh, you were probably one of my first mentors when it came to being a personal trainer. Appreciate that. In all aspects. And uh, I would hope that there's some trainers out here listening to this have a little bit of advice and stuff like that. So I wanted to go over a couple of things. One, when we were at uh, G Life, yep. you had you had an all-star team of I trainers. Did. You were very specific. You yeah. didn't hire just anybody. Um, so my first thing is, what do you look for in a trainer okay. for your so team? Good question. So I think originally, if I was to look back at that question and the way life was back then for Good Life, Good Life had a little bit of, they had certain criteria that you had to meet, right? In terms of, and you knew that, like of what we wanted, but knowing me, as much as I was a fitness manager, I was still a trainer. So I understood both sides of the coin and I was like, if I wanted a trainer, what would I want in a trainer? First of all, they have to look the part for most cases, okay? They have to actually believe and actually want to be helpful to other people. 
So I think those are the two main things that you want to have in a trainer. Like they have to have the belief in themselves and the belief that they want to help other people. Mm -hmm. Everything else can be taught. And I, I realized that after the fact. I realized it later. But my whole thing in, in the beginning was incorporating strong characteristics, good looking people, <laughs> you know, because that's what was selling at the time. Yeah. Right. The good thing about good life is it does help with the education aspect of it. And it does help to further on trainers in terms of being more productive and being able to help people properly. Mm -hmm. Right. Because the trend today is you have a nice booty. You look good. Oh, I'm going to train you people on, TikTok, on what I'm doing. Instagram, yeah. So yeah. that a little closer to the microphone. Oh, so that's what's that's what's uh, been the major. I think when I look at the major twist and turn of what's happening right now in the industry is there's less education. I would say there's less recommendation for education in terms of trainers today. I would agree. I would agree. Um, so to go back to a little thing that you said, so I think the biggest thing is the argument of like, you're not going to trust uh, like a skinny chef. So when it comes to a personal trainer, do they got to have an eight pack in your personal opinion? Do no. they need to have a six pack flat stomach? What is your opinion okay, on that? So no, I, in, in all honesty, that is just a fallacy. That's just what, Society dictates. So society is looking, yeah, the guy with the six pack, oh, obviously knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing for himself. That's Doesn't necessarily know what he's doing for other people. Yeah. So, and like, again, it goes back to education. It goes back to experience and dealing with numerous different bodies and understanding how the body works, right? And understanding how, you know, mechanics of the body works. So mm -hmm. I think a lot of those things are misplayed again, like with TikToks, Instagrams, all those things. And, you know, showing those circus moves and, and people, you know, get attracted to that because yeah, the reality is, is true training is boring. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it, you stick to the fundamentals. It's boring. No one wants to sit there deadlifting, benching and squatting all day. So, yeah. you know, standing on the ball is, is, is fun. That's true. So, that's true. And um, so with that, what, what are the common mistakes you see in a trainer? Cause I would say you're you've been in the game for a long time, yeah. And you've you've witnessed you train around a lot of great people. Yeah. You've become great. I remember one time when because you used to so previously I hired you as a trainer for an upcoming like um, exhibition match. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and that's how we kind of got talks and stuff like that. So and then long. you're like, "Do you want to be a trainer?" I was like, "Yeah, well, yeah, be a trainer." But at that time, I was uh, doing overnight a good life and I'm trying to make some money. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. But um, you, uh, the way that you trained and the way you did things was so particular. And like, I, and I think that's missed right now with a lot of trainers because exactly to go back what you said, everything is like, everything has to be flashy, new, yeah. stimulating. But with you and I, literally it was like squat, dead, bench, yeah. squat, progression, progression, progression. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even work in any accessories or anything like that. Not really. No, it, that it, it all got involved with everything else. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. So with trainers now, what do you see that they could, like that you don't like? Personally. Personally. What I don't like in trainers now? Yeah. I mean, this might hurt some feelings. I mean, they, like, again, it comes back down to the flash. And, and, and I think a lot, of, a lot of things that we see or the, a lot of things that are, are picking up for people is it has to be flashy to be effective. It has to be out there. It has to be outlandish for, you know, to have some use. Or the adverse is, and I just saw this the other day, is they're killing their clients. So they're like, oh, no pain, no gain. That whole no pain, no gain mentality 
is not conducive either, you know? And then as a new person coming in and they're training with you and you're, you're beating the crap out of this person. And they're like, they think that that's the way it's supposed to be. They, th- they think that every session they're supposed to be deadly sore. They're not supposed to be able to walk away from this one when this is so far from the truth of what it should be. Like most workouts, you should be able to work out the next day, to be honest with you. I agree. I think like any, anybody can just kill anybody in a workout. And that's right. Thing. Anybody can make yep. somebody, I can make somebody do a hundred burpees for time right. right but is that a workout is that progressing you towards what you need to do probably you know what not. i mean probably not maybe good as a burner if you want to like yeah. uh, like push your heart rate a little bit sure um but so uh, another thing i kind of wanted to talk to you about is um what have you changed as a trainer yourself now um well i think for myself so it depends what you're asking what if i changed in terms of like how i train people or what i do for myself because uh, well, both, both, actually, let's both, do both. Let's do both. Okay. So, so, for, for people. so if I'm when I train clients now, like, so 2019 happened, um, we hear about COVID, 2020, March, everything shuts down. But before that, I was already doing online training. I, w- I had started dabbling in online training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then March happened, my gym that I was at closed. And then they kind of reopened, but it was kind of like weird. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I, I had hired another mentor to help me out with my online training and my online training at that point skyrocketed. So for me, the practice of online training was better because a, you're not taking away your time, right? So the problem is right now, most people trade their time for money, which, and when you're younger is good, but when you're older, it's not so good because you want to have your free time. So I found I've helped way more people. So I have like 65 people that I help. Whereas before, you know, I'm helping like 10, 20, but my day is bagged and I'm dying. You know, I'm spending like 70 to 80 hours a week training people. And it's, 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 it's a killer. So in terms of that aspect and my time, that has changed. In terms of my principles, it hasn't changed that much. Um, my programs still generate around the, the, the main basics uh, that most people need. So still compound movements is, is the best way that I could say if they have the, the ability to do so. So my workouts are for in-home and at a gym. And I ideally make sure that most people are, are comfortable. I still go through a consultation with them. I make sure that the workout incorporates whether there's injuries involved or whether there's some kind of mechanical um, imbalance with the person. So, you know, that aspect has changed a lot for me in terms of that. For myself, also it's changed a lot, you know, because I realized... Okay, I'm going to go back a little bit okay. if I can. So, summertime passed, summertime passed, yeah. you know, and uh, I just broke up with my girlfriend. It was a kind of a, a bad situation. It wasn't even a bad situation because she's an amazing person, but it was like, for me, I think with COVID and everything else that was going on, I was just not oh, happy. Wow. And But you don't see these things, normally. You don't realize how much you change. In my mind, and this was, I think, the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me, is I was out with my boys and my younger son challenged me to a race around a baseball diamond. I'm like, sure, no problem. So do three laps of this baseball diamond. Cool. First lap, I'm hanging with him. Second lap, he's starting to pass me. Third lap, he lapped me. I was like, what the actual F? I'm like, what is going on with me? I sat down on the bench. I was wiped. A minute and a half. That's how long it took me to run these three bases. I was done. Absolutely wiped out. Yeah. And I was thinking, but at that, at that point, I didn't even realize at that time how out of shape I was. I was like, what happened to me? You know, like what actually happened? I couldn't even race my other son. He's like, it's my turn, dad. I'm like, no, dad is done. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So hence hanging out with Joanne, she's talking about this 75 hard. I was like, 75 hard, what's 75 hard? So I was going to ask you about this actually, because I did it too. Okay. So yeah. she, she laid it out for me 
And I, at first, I'm like, there was two other clients that I had that mentioned it to me before, but I was like, whatever, do your thing, you know, yeah, it whatever. sounds okay. But I didn't really look into it. I didn't really care about it. But then Joanne showed me her pictures and I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, yeah. She goes, she goes, I failed once, but she was like, I kept on doing it. And she was eventually, I got through it. I was like, okay. My mindset was, I can't even run three rounds on a baseball diamond. I don't want to be like this by my birthday. I don't want to be like this by Christmas. So October starts. And I was like, you know what? Here we go. Mid-October. I'm like, not even mid-October. I think the second week of October, I start day one. Do my day one. Do the workout because everyone can work out. There's no problem with working out. It was the actual second workout that I was figuring out, the outdoor workout that I was doing. So I did a walk and that first walk killed me. I killed me. I had blisters on my feet. I was like, oh my God, I can't even walk 45 minutes. Like, this is sad. But the reality was it's the picture every day that helped because when I look back at day one to day 75, it was like, and I did not take breaks at all. Well, I was going to ask you, did you ever have to restart? No, because mentally... My mental game was so on point. I was like, I don't give a fuck what happens. Mm-hmm. I will commit to do my two workouts, drinking the damn water, and getting it done every day. You know, do my men- my manifestations and meditations. Those are actually, those are not even a part of it. I was already doing that stuff, mm-hmm. but those weren't even part of it. Those are phase one, mm-hmm. which that's what I'm saying. So it makes it easy. It wasn't hard for me in terms of, of the commitment aspect of it. I think what makes 75 hard for people is if they come outside and don't have a goal, no specifics. And just go into thinking, I'm just going to do this arbitrarily. I'm going to try any diet. I didn't do that. Like, I, I kind of kept my diet similar, something that was sustainable. And that's how any diet should be. It's something you can do long term and yeah. every day and keep yeah. it that way. So when I when I started seeing the results in the second month, I was like, okay, I was about to go on. I had one, it wasn't even a hiccup, but my dad died in October. And I was like, holy fuck, I was depressed as fuck, but I still did my workout. Crying away, did my workout. Posted on my TikTok. You know, I was just like, they're like, wow, man. I was like, yeah. You know, I made a commitment to myself. And that's what I'm saying. When I realized at that moment, it comes down to our rituals and routine that we have that will make the habits. So if most people start these things, and and I realize now when most people's health and fitness journey is... There's no plan. They have no setup. They have no idea what they really, truly want Mm -hmm. because there has to be an intrinsic value to something to make you want to do it. So intrinsically for me, I could not be the same person I was. I could not be that person. So in my mind, day one, I'm going to be 1% better every day for 75 days. That's it. So I'm going to be 75% better at the end of this fucking thing. So I was just like, okay, here we go. You know, and I started getting better. I started feeling good. Like I said, my only real thing was my dad dying and that was you know, hard to go through, but that actually, I I still kept going. I didn't stop until I was done. Yeah. Well, what was the hardest part of that though? Uh, Was it the water, the reading? Cause it's, cause water reading, two workouts. If uh, I, if I'm going to be honest, it was probably. Mine was the water. No, the water. Now though, the water, I kill water. It wasn't the water. It was honestly the reading because I ran out of books at the beginning. So I read three books through the first journey. Mm -hmm. Right. So I started with, um, uh, what was the first one? Rich Dad Poor Dad was one. The Rules now. of Wealth. And the third one was, oh my God, what's the name of it now? Horrible. It'll come to me. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so I read these three books and I can't remember. It was actually a profound book, to be honest with you. It was it dealt with people and kind of like how we are today, mm-hmm. right? And how to deal with people. Um, so... You know, I think the reading was a hard part to find the time. And yeah, I think with the beginning, first month, water might have been the problem. 
because I was drinking midday to late, so I was peeing all night. That was my issue too. I was like, "Fuck!" But it's I really, yeah. So I switched it, and I said, "Because I'm up at five before I do anything, I drink 500 right there." So I do my first 500. Get that out. Oh, that's a crush. That. That's, that's not. You know? But everybody's like oh, coffee or whatever. No, you know what I mean? coffee, the coffee, and then right after. But if you listen to even Andy Priscilla talk about it, he laughs because the people are like, "Well, what if I have a coffee? What if I put like a, a meal in my water?" And he loses excuses. shit. He's like, yeah, yeah. "Water is water. Mm-hmm. Drink fucking water." Yeah, it's true. So you know, water for me became. I, I used to not love water myself. I used to be like, "Well, let me throw some lemon in it or something like." Because I hate water. It has to have some taste. But now I'm yeah. just fine with it. It's like water is. Probably yeah. the best thing. So I don't even, I didn't question the water part. It was the reading, getting the readings done sometimes. Cause like I'd put that off to like later on. Cause after you do your manifestations and blah, 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 blah. Time goes by and it's like, I got a client. I got to get my workout, whatever happens in the morning. So I think coming down to it, I was like, make sure that this gets done. And then I'll worry about everything else afterwards. Else, so. I hear you. I hear you. Um, that, uh, that's one thing I wanted to talk to you about too, because you and I are very similar in the sense of we have morning rituals. Yeah, we have certain things that we do to kind of get the day going, um, and uh, I think that's a huge thing that people need to do to be successful in life, whether it's in financial, yep. fitness, yep. Uh, relationships. So um, what I wanted to actually do is I I know what I do. I wanted to kind of hear what you do. So okay, what do you do usually in the mornings when you wake up? time i wake up like i said around 4 30 5 o'clock is uh my wake up time first thing i do is i actually have a cold shower so i have a, a three to five minute cold shower because i'm up i want to be up so because sometimes if i manifest <laughs> my manifestations i'm sure it's happened to you you sit there and then you're asleep right yeah, yeah, true, i fall asleep once or twice and i'm like i cannot do it like this yeah, i need yeah. to wake up first then do that so shower then i do five to ten minutes of manifestations and affirmations and then i do gratitude writing for 10 minutes uh and journaling so that's the, pretty much the main morning routine right now i've incorporated reading a book or listen to a podcast in the morning as well so um i get all that stuff done and then i do a morning stretch okay. by that time it's like close to six o'clock and I have a client roughly around 6, 6.30. So that's pretty much how I get the morning started. Okay. And um, so when you start your journaling, yep. what kind of process do you do? So when, I, when I'm journaling, I'm journaling basically what my goal is for the day, right? So what I want to accomplish today, what is it I, I need to start? Like, So when I lay it out, I lay out five things that have to be done. So there's five must-haves for the day that have to be done, whatever they are. Like it could be anything arbitrarily, but pertain to me or like goal setting wise. So it's like whether I'm doing a study, I have to study, I have to set up time to study in this class. Like, cause I do Udemy classes right now. So I picked up, I'm doing NLP through Udemy. I was like, it was dirt cheap. I'm like, shit, I'm about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I set up a thing on my clock, on my uh, watch or my, on my phone, basically and it lets me know this is the time, do studies, blah, 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 blah. But the main focus would be honestly, just trying to make sure that Everything that I set up, the five things I do, get done in a timely manner throughout the day so that the end result is I can check it off and be like, I accomplished this today. Because you always want to build momentum through your day. And I find that most people, again, that don't have a goal or don't have something set that they're working towards, that's why you fall short. So it's like throwing a dart blindfolded. You're not going to hit the mark unless you're like daredevil but it's like (laughs) it's like you know you're not you're not you're not going to hit the mark because you can't see it you don't know what it's it's arbitrary it's just out there it's kind of like yeah i'm gonna work out today but i don't know and then they complain it's like well i don't i didn't lose any weight well how much did you want to lose yeah you know you know and some people you know know, 
I'll get on to this another time. But yeah. like the main focus is have a goal and work what is towards that goal throughout the day. So it's like build momentum slowly. So you have a snowball effect so it keeps going. So you're constantly building momentum. That's the main thing. Okay. You even drink any of this. I'm here listening to you chugging away your cinnamon hearts. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm talking away, man. I'm talking away. My bad, my bad. Um, okay. So I, li- I like that. Um, what I want to ask too is how do you incorporate that with your clients? Okay. So this that's the harder part to some extent. The better part for me is that online I can make smaller videos of myself, right? So I can make videos, motivating videos, and just talking about little things that have happened to me that have been successful, that have been working towards, right? And focusing on the actuals of, of why I'm doing these things and how when you believe something, and we hear it all the time, like if your mind can see it, you will achieve it. Yes and no. So you can see it, but to achieve it, there has to be actions towards that goal. There has to be some actions set towards the end goal, right? My goal last month, which was crazy for January, I wanted 500 TikTok followers. I was like, you know, what? I just want 500 TikTok followers. Yeah. But it wasn't arbitrary. I was like, how am I going to get these 500 TikTok followers? Mm-hmm. I'm going to post three times a day. I don't give a fuck what it is. I'll just post three times a day. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. I did it and I laughed because I had 500 and 520 at the end. I'm already at 575 and so we're four like, days damn. in. Yeah, we're four days in. I'm, so my goal is 700 for the end of this month. I'm like, we'll see. I'll probably hit it because I'm almost at 600. So it's like, you know, it's like crazy. But yeah. it's like you have to have a setup for what you want to get, right? So it's like you want wealth. What are you going to do to get wealth? So it's either find more ways to bring money in. Mm-hmm. So whether you have you know, uh, something that brings you residual income or something, are you working a job? Whatever it is, but like, are you investing? Are you putting stuff aside? Like, And that was the next part for me. So it's like that part for me, I wish I learned that earlier in life, but like the pandemic was actually good for me. Yeah, same, actually. It, it, it I think it made a lot of trainers better, learn better mm-hmm. or worse or worse, or worse but uh, made them adapt. Right. Definitely had to adapt, especially if you didn't know, especially if your gym closed, if you were stuck in a global gym and your gym closed and you had no idea what the fuck you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the scary part. I was already kind of ahead of the game. But luckily mm-hmm. enough, I've always kind of been that guy. That's weird. But it's I've always true, had though. like that insight. I was like, this is going to happen. This doesn't sound right. Like two weeks to flatten the curve didn't even sound right to me. I was laughing. I was like two weeks to flatten the curve. I go, I don't give a shit. I go, I'm just going to yeah. go. I'm going to go full on online. Yeah. And I'm just going to focus on trying to get 10K and that's all I wanted to do. And yeah. that was my, my mental, no, my mindset on that. So uh, to go retract a little bit back to the trainer stuff, because I want I want hear a load of information for a lot of like up and coming trainers. So what do you see trainers do um, that you see like you're going to fail? You're going to fail. Um, they don't fall. listen. They don't listen to their client. They're in not what, in what way? So when it, what we want sometimes what trainers do is they project what they are onto the client, if you know what I'm saying. So it's like, if you're my client saying, I'm expecting, okay, we're going like to lift crazy. We're going to do all sorts of stuff, but maybe that's not really intrinsically what you want to do, that, yeah. that, you know, but you're just like a new person just going into it. So I can look at it. And a lot of times trainers will predict and say, this is what we're going to do. Da, 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 and to build this program for you, it's going to be like that, but they're not really truly listening to what the client wants. Right. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing going back Good Life started it, but they didn't really finish it, is we, we would lay out foundations with people and we would talk about periodization and stuff like that, but no one gives a shit about periodization. Nope. 
Clients don't care about that. What they care about is, are you listening to me? I have a problem. Do you have the solution to my problem? Mm -hmm. That's what they want to know. That's what they, they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think the main thing to do is for trainers now is to A, focus on what the client needs, right? And how you can provide that solution to their need mm -hmm. without compromising what it is you do best, mm -hmm. right? So how do you incorporate what you do best that will help them become better, mm -hmm. right? And that's the main thing. I think that's I think that's the number one thing I see that's going wrong with, with trainers today because it's a, it's nowadays it's a one-size-fits-all. This is the program, and this is what you're going to do, and that's it. And, you know, there's no growth there. So it's like... If that's all you know, and you know, because it worked for you, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It doesn't always work for somebody else. It 100%. never does. So it's like the adaptability, I think, is missing, and the ability to listen to a client is missing. Yeah. So. I, I, I agree with you. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about is it's a little, I don't want to say taboo, but would you agree that personal training is it's a luxury, but everybody would benefit from it? What's your opinion on that? Is it a luxury? I don't think of it as a luxury. I think of it more as a need that everyone should utilize and be and could benefit from. Mm -hmm. See, Norman, the problem is this. And I, I didn't want to get into this, but I'm going to get into it. Get into it. So like I said, learned a lot from this pandemic. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about the political side of shit. We can, baby. It's that. okay. No. But I'm going to talk about my actual belief of what's going on. And what we have is a social problem, right? It's yeah. a problem, not so much with the governments, because they're going to do what they're going to do. They've never been straight with us. The problem is, mm -hmm. systematically, they're destroying us. Mm -hmm. We've lost our major foundations. So we are breeding, I would say, a weaker generation of people. I would 100% agree with okay? you. Okay? So you look at guys are now dressing like women. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that if that's your shtick. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we promote. Mm -hmm. Right. So little kids growing up now, that's what they see. Mm -hmm. We demoralize men a lot mm -hmm. in society. In, right. In, in what way? So basically. Not a little bit. So what I'm saying by that is like, you know how it's like men cannot express themselves the way that women can. Mm -hmm. Only because if we were to do that, we look weak. There's nothing wrong, especially nowadays, because mental health means so much. There's so much crazy shit going. You know how many guys come up to me like. And tell me, like, this is, I don't want to go into specifics, but, like, they're yeah. having this problem, that problem. And it's, like, life things where they want to commit suicide or this, like, they, 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 they're so frustrated with what everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is the way that this whole pandemic has played out, they've killed the pillars of health. Mm -hmm. they've, they've, they've destroyed religion, mm -hmm. right? So your spirit is gone, mm -hmm. okay? So they've reduced or nullified your physical body, right, by, by closing gyms and cutting you off from that. Okay. They don't even, when they say like these lockdowns and stuff like that, they don't even promote going for a walk. They don't promote nothing. nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Stay so, inside. And, and, no sun. Yeah. And so no wonder people are suffering from all these mental problems, right? Mm -hmm. I was just listening to a friend the other day. She was telling me like how her client has never left his house in two years. How the fuck do you stay home for two years? Like that's what the, the perpetuation of fear has just frozen a lot of people, right? But, the, the, but not even that. It's like we've gone to labels. Everything's a label. Everything's a label. We've already been, had labels that separated us as a society, whether you're black, white, Spanish, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? So that's already a label. But what happened to being a human race? We've mm -hmm. lost that. Mm -hmm. we've, society's lost that ability to connect 
with the next human being. Yeah. So we separate into these different races and different social economic uh, statuses. So now it's like you're vaxxed, you're unvaxxed. Another pillar, another divide, continued uh, disunity amongst everybody. Yeah. So there's no way, like even with this whole thing with this trucker situation going on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, got, it's twofold mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like I like the, the unity that it's bringing. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the internal intrinsic part of it with the Wexic guys and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that part I understand. So when they look at this individual thing here, but it started a movement across the world and it's opened people's eyes to say that, you know what, we are not unified as a people. And if wrong is wrong, who's going to stand up and say, this is something that we need to attend to. This is something that needs to change. Yeah. Right. We're going to continue down the same path if we do not say something. And that's the problem, right? Is most people sit in what do they call it? The, the silent majority. So most people sit in the silent majority. What do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about compliance or being sheep and all that other shit. You know, like, I think it comes down to like, we've lost humanity. We've lost the lack of, of respect for the next person beside us, you know, and you can see it because now, especially in the parts of like, you talk about vaxxed or unvaxxed. So yeah. we have the so-called Karens or the vaccinated yeah. that are going to say something. But the reason why is that's a person that's never had power in their life that suddenly has power. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're not wearing a mask. Put your goddamn mask on. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, suddenly yeah. they got power. Suddenly they feel like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I've got something to 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 give me authority. I've never had that in my life, mm-hmm. but now I have this. Yeah. And that's why those Karens come out. That's why, like, to me as a joke, I'm just like, whatever. You know, but it's like most people are not like that. Most people can't separate themselves and they go stuck into this whole vax, unvax lifestyle. As soon as I just separated from everything, I don't post about it. Because I don't care about it. Yeah. You know, you think about the Amish community and stuff like that. People that don't have television, they probably don't even know there's a fucking pandemic going on right now. You know, I didn't even really think about that. They have no clue there's a pandemic going on right now. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. They're probably like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I did not even think about that, actually. Um, that Going a little bit to that, too. Um, the government's failed so much when it comes to health yeah. and so much with i understand you know if, if you want to be vaccinated be vaccinated it's totally right. fine um but i think i just wish they talked a little bit more about proper vitamin intake but that but who makes money from that i know i know <laughs> i know follow, we all know if we follow the money who I makes know. money from that you don't make money from telling people take your vitamins what is that fucking uh what's his like, name uh, hulk hogan oh take your, yeah okay. take your vitamins take a little more than well whatever now. man but like you know what? That kind of speak is gone. I know. You know, that 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 aspect is gone from us. Right and now. Now, like, I know I do. But do you feel like a certain responsibility as a trainer now, considering everything that's going on to teach proper nutrition, teach proper supplementation yeah. when it comes to vitamins? Definitely. And uh, healthy mindset, healthy living. I'm more so on the mindset aspect of it, only because I've fallen from grace. And now I know how the other side lives, because growing up, I never knew that side. To be honest with you, I was kind of living a lie because. How am I going to tell somebody, yeah, you got to eat healthily and da, da, da. I've never, I was never out of shape. Mm-hmm. I was always a fit, athletic kid. Yeah, yeah, you were, <laughs> so yeah, like, you were diesel. Yeah. I've never, ever been out of shape. So to get there and see that and be that way, now I have an internal, um, intrinsic mindset. I understand how they feel on that side. I'm like, wow, that's how you feel because I felt it. I've been there. You know, so I know. I, have you heard of, uh, actually, it kind of, my friend uh, talked to me about it. He, I'm training my buddy right now, and um, he sent me a video. He's like, why don't you do this for me? It's the fit to fat, fat to fit. Yeah. What do you think about that? So, two I was like, I don't feel like getting, about that. getting a heart attack, okay? Two ways about that. So, our boy Mike, yeah. town did it. Yeah, that's true. And was successful with yeah. it. I, okay, but 
Did he eat like garbage or did he yeah. just eat a lot of more? I don't know. He ate garbage. He did it, up, no but he did it on purpose. The problem is like all that it's up and down in the body. It's kind of hard on the body to do. 100%. But if you want to do it to test yourself, by all means, mm-hmm. no, don't. But is that healthy way of living? Is that the proper way to train train somebody? Mm-hmm. No, it, it might give you the mindset to be like, wow, this is what it feels like. If you want to know what it's like to be out of shape, then one hundred percent. Well, the idea is that it, it puts your mind in the other person, so you can train better. But I know a trainer that did it and didn't succeed on getting back to fit. Is he fit now? Okay. All right. Sorry, buddy. He, he might, might be. I, I don't want to say name. Shout might, out to that guy. He, he might. He's working on it. Okay. I'm sure he's working on it. Okay. Okay. I'm sure he's working on it still. But it's been like two years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's two years out of shape. It doesn't matter what you do. Because the problem is, is, and even for myself, it's a fight every day, right? Mm-hmm. So I did 75 straight, hard, bang. Christmas came. Mm-hmm. Uh, fell off a little bit. January came. I didn't start in January. Mm-hmm. I only started like the last two weeks. So I've only been two weeks back into it again. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, 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 life gets in the way and it just comes back to falling back. And rewriting like what those goals are. So it's like, yeah, you fell off, but can you get back on? And can you get back on as hard as you did before? And that's the thing, it's like is constantly going forward instead of stepping back. Because the problem is a lot of times we always step back. We always get, you know, it's called relapse. <laughs> you know, you get yeah. so far and you're doing so good, and then all of a sudden eh, you drop off. Yeah. Then something else might hit you, you might drop a little further. But mm-hmm. can you get back up and be like, shit, I gotta climb back up that mountain again? Because climbing the mountain is the hardest part. Climbing up, back up is like, oh, shit, you know? I, You know me. I got wiped out in 2015. I was homeless, living on the street. Yeah, I had nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, you were one of the people that helped me, and I appreciate that from yeah. the bottom of my heart. I was I was destitute. I, I, I was living in my little gym. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's like sleeping in there and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and, and showering at the good life. Yeah, I remember. So that. it was yeah, like, yeah. it was, it was. I've, I've been through the bottom. I've seen the top of the mountain. I, 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 you know, I've been all around. So... You know, knock on wood, life is good now, and I can't really, you know, complain. No. (laughs) Living a better life. Better life. I like it. Um, Okay, so the last two things I want to go back to with personal training, because, again, I'm trying to really, really make sure that hopefully some trainers are listening to this. Big thing I think that you've taught me is, like, how to sell yourself not in the sense of just a salesman, mm. but at the end of the day, what we do is a lot. And I don't think people understand the full capability, right. like what we do. Um, and I remember putting down that contract or putting down, this is how much I'm worth. And them looking at that price and going, oh my God, like I can't do that. Yeah. Now, again, <laughs> like I, I think once you like, you taught me how to overcome that. You taught me like... To put it in all words, you taught me the value that I bring, right? For trainers, feeling bad to even ask somebody for 20 bucks, it's hard to ask for five grand for one year or 10 grand or whatever it may be. For trainers trying to overcome that objection, I know how to do it because of you now. You taught me the secrets. But what would you tell these new trainers like that are trying to make a living? Because if you don't know how to show them the value of yourself, you're not going to make a living as a trainer. So you describe it the best. You tell it the best. So Um, go for it. When it comes to the sales aspect of our job, because at the end of the day, yeah, you have to make a living. We have to. Most times I know most trainers want to get into it and be like, I just want to help people get better. And that's this and that. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. 100%. I get it. You know, and and it's hard, especially coming from a global gyms, because most global gyms have an agenda. You have quotas to meet and blah, 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 blah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the reality is, is, 
if you're selling, so say you're outside and you want to do it even for yourself, you'd have to come up with a price. Yeah. So you have to determine what's your price worth. What's your price at? And most people devalue their price because they think this person can't afford it. So we've already gone to, we've already mentally said this person can't afford it. So I'm going to, I'm going to drop my price down to $20. You, you, I'm going to be $20. But didn't you go to school for four years and don't you have all this education behind you? Like, like, isn't that worth more than $20? Okay, so at the end of the day, you have to realize what your worth is and stick to what your worth is. So if your worth is, you know what, it's $100 a session with me, and this is the reason why, because I bring X, Y, and Z to the table, and I'm going to make sure that you get A, B, C, D. You know, that, that's what it's going to come down to. So at the end of the day, it's like when we're sitting with a client, you ideally want to throw out the lines for them, but you want to be able to let them see what your your value is and what you're worth. Right. And the most people are going to come up with all kinds of reasons as to why they don't or why they can't purchase. And, it's always and going to be objective. The, the number one is money. Yeah. The, and, and we know that that number one objection is money. But the reality is, is if their car broke down today, they would find the money to fix their car. If they were, had a family member in the hospital that they had to take care of or something, like, they would find the money. Right. It comes down to what's worth. So what we sell is intangible. Health is intangible. It's not like, you know, a bucket or booze or a television set. It's not, it's, it's, it's intangible. They can't see it, touch it. So it's, it's, it's the trainer's job to paint the picture I, of health. I, so uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I totally agree with you. I tell people like you, we have to convince, not convince because no, it's not convincing, but we have to tell someone I'm able to give you a better life. And like you said, we have to paint a picture of a better life. And that's very hard to do. Right. And so not all trainers, you know, they're like, oh, we'll go here and this and this. Yep. So how would because like the way we got over it, role play. You know yeah. what I mean? Which not, I know you all hated that. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but it made, makes, makes you better, though. It makes you better. It's your, the role play. Because was, the more the more you do it, the more comfortable you are talking about things and the more you can understand. And even in the role play. Outside of role play, it's just asking the right questions and just getting to know that person. Because now what I do, what I realize is I don't need to take everybody as my client. <laughs> you know, I'll talk to like and be like and give suggestions because maybe you're not the right fit for me. And I'm OK to say, you know what, this won't work. I think that's the thing, too. It's like every and when you start off as a trainer, you need to be OK to say no. I, I'm me, not. Let me set you up. Let me set you up. Right. Give some things. But no. Right. When you're like, and I, you know what? I made that mistake too. It was like, take as many. Yeah. Take as, as many. Possible. And then and you, to me, it was like experience, 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 experience. But it's also burnout. Burnout hard. Yeah, right. And burnout. in total, I was like, okay, focus on the 10 that I have. Yeah. Level up, level up, level up, level That's up. It. And in turn, maybe referral or maybe in That's turn, exactly people are going to see what I'm 100%. doing. Right. See, you listen. I listen uh, to you. It. So it's like, that's the thing, right? It's yeah. like, Especially like if you were to buy a car from a, a dealership, right, and it breaks down, but that dealership's treated you well, you're going to go back to the same dealership, and you know they might hook you up and might give you a better car. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you treat your clients properly, you get them the results they're looking for. 100, they're going to refer you to somebody else that can benefit from you, yeah. right? Yeah. I think the problem is like, and if we go back to our training aspects of it, it's like as as trainers and our belief, we need to believe that what we're doing is going to work. And it comes down to that fake it till you make it kind of thing. You have to have that mindset like, I am the best. It doesn't matter if you're the shittiest trainer, but it doesn't matter if it's your first year, yeah. but your first day yeah. is like, I'm the best fucking trainer here. Mm -hmm. This is how we're going to roll. And that's it. Once you go in that mindset, you wake up in the morning, I'm the best. Like, 
if we're gonna go UFC, and you know I'm gonna say it, that Rose, I won't lie. That first fight, I knew my Rose, son was watching it when Rose fought uh, Zhang Wei Li. I already knew she was gonna win from her walkout. Well, she was in the corner. She's like, I'm the best already. I'm the best already. Right? I knew. I know. And yeah. My son was laughing. He's like, How do you know? I'm like, Her mindset and the way she carried herself. I already knew she won. She already knew she won. Mm-hmm. She walked in there winning. What it goes back to what we talked about is the mindset. Mindset. 100%. The mindset is like if 100% you believe it. Everything. Yeah, you gotta see it though. But most people don't see it, and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, mindset is definitely super important when it comes to that. So, okay, three things. Three things you would give a green trainer to, like, for selling, to help. What, what should they practice? At home, a trainer... You pay me for this, Norm. I know, pay I know. This. Okay, but give them a little tease. A little t- okay, here. Somebody at home okay. right now, a trainer's watching, is like, yeah, I want to start making some money, but I need a little some tips. Three tips for them to practice right now at home. Okay. I'm putting you a little bit on the spot, so a little bit on good. the spot. It's been a, it's been a while since I've had to teach this. So, the main thing that you want to do is you want to be able to have um, open ended questions. So you need to have the right questions to ask people so that they understand that they're open ended. So you don't want yes or no per se. You want them to think about the actual questions. So if Norman was my new client, I would have to come up with three to five questions to make him think and paint the picture of where his health is at. So Norman, on a scale of one to 10, where do you think you are today? Say like a nine? A nine. nine. I'd say a nine. That's a pretty good, that's a nice high number, but why are you not a 10, Norman? <sighs> Camera guy's like, ooh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest, I don't know. You don't know? No. Okay, so what's what What constitutes a nine? What does a nine look like to you? What what? Why is it a nine right now? Or better yet, what's a 10? What would be a 10? And why you're not there? A 10 to me is, you know, like stronger, faster, leaner. Uh, a 10 to me is healthier, happier. You know what I mean? Okay. That's so what it is to me. What's a, a, what's a stronger 10 for you? Maybe more nutrition. Maybe. That's stronger? So stronger nutrition knowledge? Stronger, nutri- stronger knowledge when it comes to nutrition. Okay. Um, better in my lifts. Okay. What I mean? lifts? More, uh, right now. Squats, squats would be nice. Be okay. better up there. So, what would you like to see on your squat? Right now, I'm like squatting three fifteen. I would love to hit four or five. Four or five would be a ten out of ten for you. Ten you out hit ten. that ten. I, I, <clears throat> damn. Know, I feel okay. Good. Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So, what's one thing that you can do to work towards getting to that four or five? I mean, uh, I would say maybe a little bit more exercises like hamstrings, quads to, to add to the. To the lift, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Okay, so you don't know. So do you think that going forward that maybe if you had someone to guide you and help you along the way, would that be something that would help you future-wise to get to that 405, to get to that 10 out of 10 feeling, to being the best norm that you could be? Yeah. 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 And again, it's just things like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I getting, get four or five, getting, the them, <laughs> getting them to believe. Yeah, yeah. I or see, you paint the picture for them. And I'm not trying to coerce you or anything. It's not like I'm convincing you of anything. Yeah, we're not mani- I'm just okay. talking to you. We're so not it's not manipulation. But it's, it's, it's trying to show. Ideally, paint the picture is, yeah. the, is the best way I can see it. It's like, so if I'm a new trainer and I'm green going in, the first thing you need to know is paint the picture to get the tie-in, right? Because the way people buy training from us is trust plus like equals buy. If they trust you and they like you, they will buy from you. But if they don't have any of those two con- those two, those two um, uh, factors when they want to buy, 
that you will not get a sale. They will not, you will not close anybody because if you're to sit with me and I'm thinking, this guy's bullshit. Uh, you know, I, I don't really like him anyway. Fuck it. You know, yeah. thanks for talking later. Yeah. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to waste their time or their money. So yeah. there has to be a trust plus like factor on both sides. Like you want to trust and like the person that's going to buy from you yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're going to be with you for a while. Yeah. Ideally. Um, okay. Last thing. What do you feel? Cause we both from good life. What do you think good life helped with? Okay. And what do you think trainers need to stay away from? Good, good life? life? Say it. Who cares? Yeah. I know you know it and I know it. But well, there's different things. But in your personal opinion. The best thing about good life, I'm not going to lie, is their structure and their corporate family. Um, I, think, I think the way that they run things is probably one of the best well-managed clubs I've seen. To be honest with you, the Tim Hortons I like gyms pretty much in well, Canada. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I think the best thing that they do is the education aspect of it because you know, going in as a level one, you're making 15 bucks an hour, but they tell you, you want to make more money, you need to be educated to move up the ladder, right? Yeah, and that was one of the biggest things I, I pushed. Like, yeah, you got these things coming up, and they had a system, you know, move up, stuff. yeah, take these courses because they're only going to make you better as a trainer, but even train for yourself, even train for yourself, exactly like that. Yeah. So, if you didn't want to train another person, at least you have new knowledge on. Do new training techniques or whatever is out there, whatever the new norm that you want to do. And that way you become better as a person and better as a trainer. I think that was the best thing from good life. I think the worst thing with good life, if you're going to ask me, was the pushiness aspect of it. Because not every person knows how to sell training. It doesn't matter what you do. We've seen it, yeah. And you know me, I was like a people person. So I was like, don't worry about selling. I'll sell for you. I think that was, a, I, I think I <laughs> or sold Or this trainer will sell for you. We'll sell for other people because at the end of the day, it's like, you're a good trainer. So don't worry about it. I'll sell for you. Just train your clients because you got to know the person's niche. Not everyone's a salesperson. Not everyone wants to get into that world. But like in a corporate setting, you have no choice because you're going to get fired. You're on the shopping block. You know, you're going to get reprimanded. You're going to get yelled at for yeah, fucking doing. You're sub 10. You're, yeah. You're, you're not making your hours. You're not doing this. It's like, yeah. holy shit. But that's because that life has you as a trainer. It discourages trainers. But I think out of the 17 trainers I have, seven of them have gone on to do major things, you know, or doing big things for themselves. Well, that's so, why, yeah, that's why I wanted to bring you in because you're such a good mentor. Yeah, so it's like those, like, I'm, I'm happy for the majority of them have gone on to do good things for themselves. So I would, so I would agree with you on the second thing on what's bad about G Life. I think the good, th- like, the one thing that I, Looking back, I didn't like, but now that uh, it's one of my like best tools is they made you prospect. Yes. And, you know, yeah. I saw and I'm sure you saw or have seen that still now a lot of great trainers, knowledge, but not having that sociability aspect. Hey, how are you doing? You know, Can I talk you, to what people? What are you training for? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's not even, listen, it's not even like a car salesman nope. thing. It's just like at the end of the building day, relationship. building a relationship, yeah. building that rapport. Yeah. Right. And they literally were like, if you want clients, you need to go get clients. Yeah. And now that I'm obviously out of G life, I can do that. And you uh, can talk to anybody. I think it was So I, I have a, a good, pour another do it, do it. Shit. It's nice too. Um, when I was, um, G, uh, last year when I was like, okay, I need more clients. I need a little bit more money. I put a mindset of what I need to do, more clients, because of that prospect prospect uh, aspect that Good Life gave me. Yeah, got five clients within a month. Yeah, right. Nice. I mean, and it's that habits that that Good Life taught me. That's to be it. honest, because it's like you don't want you want more money. Go get it. To, you need you need to go get it. Yeah. Right, and that's the only thing I will give them. The o- other than the only thing. 
Overcoming objections, role play, okay. Yeah. That was good. The, honestly, consultation. I killed the shit out of like our yeah. consultation yeah. because of it. And that's the thing, right? It, they lied when they tell you like you're building your own business. You, you're oh not. My, that's the biggest lie. Because when I went into it, I'm like, yeah, I'm building a business. I'm, I'm, but it's a half lie because what they do is they give you the tools to, to actually run your own business. It's eventually. true because some of the things that they've taught me, I've definitely brought into of my course. my business right of now. Of course, right? But tell me it, a lot it's of things a big not lie. to do though. Yeah, yeah. But the biggest lie is like you're building a business. You're building your own business in a business, huh? What? But this business is taking X amount of dollars from me. What? Sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the part. You know, is the cut that they take is horrible. And when trainers realize that and they want to cut out because they realize, you know what? I'm if you're level five, especially, well, I don't know why you would stay with the company. So that's, that's just comfort. It's just because oh, I'm comfortable making my, you know, and you might make 60, 80 grand a year. But think why about the reality is you can make way more than that on your own. So to go back to what you just said, so um, uh, you know, I was in the process of my own gym and stuff like that. Yeah. And what really pushed that was um i put in one month i'm like one month i'm gonna i'm gonna prospect i can do all these things i want to see i want to push myself to the limit and i wanted to go in the top 10 yeah right because they you know glamorize yeah, yeah, the yeah. top 10 the boat and i end up being like top 500 top 500 yeah. Yeah, yeah and um and then i looked at how my pay and i was like sick my boys we going out my girl we get yeah. some dinner yeah and then i looked at how much i made them right that's, and I was like, that's what? The killer part. That actual fuck. Right. Yeah, I think I sold. Because I did everything. Yeah. yeah. I did everything. I think one year I sold over 800,000. I'm thinking, 800,000. But I only got like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm making 90 grand. I'm like, 800,000? I know. And we that did hurt. everything. The prospect, the programming, the training, the accountability, the nutrition. You know what I mean? And then that's You're doing I'm, all the grunt work, but they're, they're reaping the benefits exactly, of it. Which I get. It's a business at the it's end of the business. day. Whatever. But like, that's what I was like. I need to get the hell out of here and I need to figure this out. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's what I'll give them. Um, so one thing I want to talk about with you too is um, like you said before, you were at like on the top of the mountain. Yep. Right. And one thing that I really, really, really appreciate you is your resilience. So you want to talk a little bit about the struggles that you've had in the last like three, four years. You feel comfortable uh, with it. You can leave some stuff out. It's okay. Uh, I mean, but I just, I just think honestly, you have a lot to like, the, the reality, you, I, you were so you you've done so much and you've you know hit a lot you. of low low points yep. and you've done nothing but be resilient pull yourself out and you've anything you've upgraded and you've leveled up to a new person i think the main thing norman i won't lie to you is my mindset was already pretty good to be honest with you it's always been yeah, you've always been sad. always been kind of like glass half full person i've never yeah. been a glass half empty so Going into it, that was the main part. When I was homeless, my kids didn't, I didn't want my kids to know. They didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? My ex didn't even know. Because <laughs> oh, I would treat everything oh. the same way until I had no choice but to tell them, like, listen, I'm, I'm bargaining. You know? You know, I still found ways to make money, but it was like, at my lowest point, yeah, it was, it was dark. But climbing out of it, Doing the little things that I did, like I worked for Orange Theory for a bit and it was fun. But like even in that corporate setting, there was bullshit that went on through there. I'm not going to get into it, but there was bullshit that went on there. There was a bunch bullshit. of lies. I was told there's bullshit, but I was told I was going to take over. I was going to be the new manager. And it just never happened. Yeah. Unless a bad taste in my mouth. And then it happened not once, but twice. So at the second time, you know, I was kind of piecing out and then I found uh, another gym, you know, that I was working out of for a while which is all cool and everything. And then, but it wasn't really fulfilling because the guy was charging me X amount of dollars for rent. And I was like, I'm paying more in rent than anything else. You know, like $800 is a lot a month. So I was like, you know, 
um, I might as well go somewhere else. And yeah. then I ended up finding uh, the Fit Room Life, which was the most amazing spot. Like, I won't lie, Anthony is an amazing uh, owner. And, like, the whole spot, I have nothing but good things to say about the place because yeah. it was a family-oriented place. And I'm not going to lie. I've been to, you know me, I've been to a lot of gyms. That was the first gym I went to where like all the women were like diesel and strong. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, I was like on the land of the Amazons. I was like, where am I right now? <laughs> like, what gym is this? This is crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I wish him continued success with the model that he has. Um, his model is actually better than F45, in my opinion. You know, it's the same what kind do you of not concept. Like about F45? What do I not like about F45? It's not that I just like boot camps are boot camps. They, 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 they're all the same. Mm-hmm. Same format. It doesn't matter. You just painted a different color. It's all the same format. Mm-hmm. With with Fit Room, because he had a gym as well as the boot camp room, so he was the first person, I, I say, that actually united strength camp and boot camp, and that's his model, right, where strength camp and boot camp meet. Um, he's done it well, the way they've done it, and they've even actually added new equipment inside their boot camp. So they got the ski ERGs. Oh, really? Yeah, they've got, like... Oh, pull-up bars and stuff like that, or the, the uh, assisted pull-up yeah, machines yeah. in there now in the boot camp aspect of it, right? So he's running better boot camps. He's put more money into it. He's put a lot of value into being there. So it's worth the money it's worth, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my spleen with him, that was like COVID life bullshit. And at the end of the day, I, I was at the point where I knew there was not going to be another club opening up anytime soon anymore. And for me, it was like, if I'm not going to get another club, then I need to be on my own. That was pretty much what my thoughts were going into it. And mm-hmm. we had a little split, but like, I've got nothing but love for the guy. Like, they did their thing. They do good. They do good work. And, you know, a lot, I know I still talk to a lot of members from there, mm-hmm. you know. But going online for me was the smartest thing and the best thing because, again, the problem with trainers today is we trade our, our time for money. And that's the problem. We sit there and we'll be like, okay, I got like 10 clients today. That's 10 fucking hours, bro. 10 yeah. hours you're doing today? You know, I remember you working till like midnight sometimes. Yeah, at yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I was like, this guy's crazy. You know, but that was also the initial part what helped the downfall of my marriage because it was like, I'm working fucking 70 to 80 hours a week. You know, I wouldn't get home till late. And then like, or sometimes if I get home at all, I'm like, play with the kids and I'm so tired, go to bed kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So work-life balance, is, I learned, is the most important thing. Um, and again, just having a set set of values. So it's like the gym can't be everything in your life. As much as we promote that and show that, the gym can't be the end-all or be-all to your life. I think that's something I've changed with myself, yeah. too. So people are like, oh, I, it's crazy because I don't know if you realize it, but people are like, oh, like, you you have pizza? Or you have pizza? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. 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 But I also eat my veggies and Eat lean meat and work out. And yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's. I think you're in the best shape you've ever been. To be honest with you. Yeah, 100 percent agree with you. When I was yeah. with you, I was definitely yeah. strongest, but I'm more balanced now. Wait, no. but, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah. That shit suits me now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If I want to hit the bag for like 10 rounds, right, I right, can. You can. If I can go spar for 10 yeah, rounds. Yeah, I yeah. can. If I want to go squat, 405. For yeah. a, couple, a couple of reps, I I'm can. I'm at 455. 455. <laughs> but like, I can bench. I can dead. I can squat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can do all these. I can do everything except bench. Fuck. I know. I know. Well, let's talk about that. So how'd you injure your your, uh, your shoulder or your bicep? What was it? So my left elbow, it started out doing jiu-jitsu. No word of a lie. Some guy tried to put me in an arm bar and I was like, no, you Where don't. Where do you get- do jets? I was training with uh, Combat Arts. Oh, okay. And then it started there. And that was actually years ago, to be honest with you. But it cracked. I never Did healed. Did nothing. 
did nothing. I figured, ah, I'm good. I heard a little snap, crackle, and pop. But I was like, my arm was still good. Fast forward to 2017. And I remember benching. I think it was benching 365, right? So it was benching. Damn! Yeah, it was benching 365. <laughs> and I heard it sounded like a crack, like a twig broke. I was like, ooh, what the fuck? Put the bar down. I was like, something's wrong with my elbow, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, whatever. And this is like my homeless life. So I was like, <laughs> I go to, uh, I go to uh, a hospital. I'm not going to name it because it's the shittiest hospital ever in Richmond Hill. In, in, Richmond, in Richmond Hill. <laughs> and uh, I go there and the guy's like, doctor's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. Go back to work. So I go back to That's work. That's a shit doctor. Go back to work. And I'm like, okay, trying to do class, but my arm does not work at all. Like, I'm like holding it to my body. I'm like, what? Something's wrong with my elbow. Right, I'm at OTF running the class, but I'm like in so much pain. I kept, I'm getting clients or members to demonstrate shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with my arm? Same day, radiologist calls. You need to come back and get casted. Your arm is broken. I'm like, they told me it was uh, arthritis. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Go back. Hold on. Shut up. I go back there <laughs> and I was like, okay, get casted. But the guy casted me from my fingers to my shoulder. I'm like, this is some bullshit. Okay. You cast me from my fingers to my shoulder. I won't lie to you, Norman. Cast lasted 48 hours. I'm I love like, it. told my girlfriend at the time, like, cut this off me right now. So she cuts it off. And then I just taped my arm to my shoulder and I just had people do stuff for me for the next month or so until it started getting a little bit better. And I rehabbed it. Yeah. Did nothing but rehab. Didn't lift shit, but it was just rehabbing, rehab, rehab. Maybe like six months later, I started benching again, light, just light. Okay, I'm handle it, handle it, handle it. I think, you know, I'm good again. Come back, do bench. Crack my fucking bone again. So I have a hairline fracture through the electron and through the tip of the elbow. I'm like, oh my God. Right? Whatever. Heal it again. Third time comes, I'm trying to teach the class Sphinx push ups. So Sphinx push ups, you're lying on your, from a plank position and you're pushing up that way. Yeah. Again, I hear like paper. It sounds like, shh, like paper tearing. Oh. I'm like, ooh. And then I'm like, okay, uh, Nikki, you're going to demonstrate the class for the rest of the time for me. She's like, huh? I'm like, yeah, just demonstrate it. <laughs> I'm like, something's wrong with my elbow. And, I'm like, and then I just, again, went back in. Like, don't, no need to tape or to cast it, but it's cracked. And I'm like, so I had a hairline cracked through actually hairline crack and the tendon ripped off the bone. The muscle ripped off the bone, so it cracked it. It was because at the time my arms were like 22 inches. So they're like, yeah, because you're so big, he goes, your muscle pulled it off of the bone. And I was like, this is some bullshit. So mm-hmm. it's never really healed completely. And even now, like I struggled the last year, I've, I've started a bench and like my bench, even 135 was like killer for me. It was like, oh my God. And what kills me is my chest is way stronger but my elbow and my shoulder cannot take the pain of it. So it's like, I just grin and bear it sometimes and just like, okay, I'm just trying to bang out. So I've worked it back up. I'm at 245 right now, back to my bench, but it's like, I can do like five reps and that's it. I'm like, and you know me, I was benching like 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working on that 405 bench. So I'm like, God. I'm squatting 405. You're, you're benching 405. <laughs> but I'm just you. like, uh, not anymore. I'm like, but then, you know what? I changed priorities too. So my training styles also changed a lot. So I use a lot more bands and stuff like that when I train. Um, and I try to do a lot more isometric tensional stuff, like to focus on my chest, because I know that you're only as strong as your weakest part. And my left arm is so, so weak. Like ah. reality is, it's like even at 80 pounds, I can, I can press an 80, but it's like the pain is not worth, uh, is not worth going through it. So it's like, cause if I do it, then I'm out for like weeks. So I sit, not worth it. I sit within a moderate range 
and I focus on time under tension as much as possible. So everything I do is time under tension when it comes to chest. That's not bad. Yes and no. Yeah. But it's like, it's just optimal because it's like, I cannot, it's not like I can get it bigger. I can't get much bigger, but I just want to, I can't get it stronger. Sorry, but I can get it bigger to some extent through time under tension, but I can't get stronger per se. I have yeah. a marginally stronger, but not the way I would have normally. So I'm happy with what I'm benching right now. Like I just test myself the other day just to see, but again, <laughs> it's like, uh, that's okay. So over the uh, last like year, yes. What changed? What changed in your life when it comes to training, um, lifestyle, everything? A lot's changed, actually. The last, so the last year, like I said, because I've been seeing, um, I've been seeing you, seeing you, in what a year? It was about a year. Yeah, about yeah, a year. yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to come get my supplements for me. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Mar- uh, what do you have, what, do, what do you got going on right now? Tell it was me, all what legal shit. Okay. It was all legal stuff. Yeah, we but do that, I was like, but... what supplements do you have right now? So. Yeah. I, I, I loved, I won't lie, you gave me this, I think it was a black cat or something like that. It was like crazy. Uh, day spell. Day spell. Your, yeah, Best yeah, yeah, yeah. pre-workout. Day spell. Best pre-workout black you could man. ever use. Because there was no craziness with it, but there was just enough. And the focus, the mental clarity when you're working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't lie, my girlfriend was just like, yeah, what is this? She still has Remember the fucking thing. She stole it from me. I, I, she's I, like, I hey. She, yeah. I got <laughs> she's she's like, this is the best stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. But I stopped using all supplements. Yeah, yeah which is good. The last it's while. Good to, like, clean so the only out. thing I do right now is like a pre and probiotic and, um, uh, a, uh, sorry. Multivitamin? Pre and probiotic, multivitamin and, the odd time, odd time, I'll take protein, but I, I only take it only if I feel because if I, I, I like when I'm tracking, I know that I'm I'm not able to ingest enough protein throughout the day, so I will supplement for that because I'm trying to hit that twenty to three thousand calorie mark a day, and it's yeah. like I won't lie, sometimes it's hard. Like before, I was eating like eight hundred calories. I was having I was doing OMAD, not on purpose, oh, not on purpose, oh, but it was just like the way my days were so busy. I was like, one meal a day is good. That's it. You know, and I have a shake, maybe, maybe, but honestly, it was just one meal a day. I'd have yeah. a coffee and then go my day and then poop, eat. Yeah. So I was like, now it's a little more structured. So it's two meals a day. That's all right. Two and meals. Two eh? meals and a shake. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I think uh, not purposefully, like trainers get into the habit of fasting because we're so busy. I think as you get older, and I used to so laugh at my dad because I'm like, don't you eat? And he'd be like, nah, one meal. Even my mom, you know, one meal. They're, they're all mad, but it's not on purpose, you know, or like they have a really small meal during the day and not eat anything until dinner. And I'm like, how the fuck do you function like that? Because before we'd eat like six, seven meals a day, like Every thinking day. that was the way to go. They like have six small meals. Every like two, three hours but or whatever. the reality is, is like, and I guess because I got more into the, in, I like I truly got into intermittent fasting. It's like before that, it was like, I didn't really, I realized, you know what, if you believe in it or not, but like earlier man didn't have the same ability that we yeah. did. So he did not have a convenience store around here or he didn't have a fridge, didn't have food that's, readily available for him. So it's like you you hunted it and if you caught it, you ate. Yeah. If you didn't, you starved for a while or you're eating berries, you're eating vegetables. So I'm kind of along those lines. So I eat roughly three meals a day and I eat from one o'clock until seven o'clock and that's it. That's not bad. Um, actually perfectly, uh, perfect segue there. What, uh, when you, with your clients, what ideally do you put them when it comes to nutrition? Cause everybody, um, I'm sure, I don't know I, if I had a, like it, a dollar for every girl that comes up to me and be like, what do you think of keto? I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, 
So tell me your thoughts. What, what are your thoughts? I don't hate keto. I don't love keto. I don't hate any diet or love any it's diet. It works for you. Exactly. It's so it's what you can sustain and what you can use. There's uses for everything. So it's like, you know what? For somebody who wants to lose weight real quickly, yeah, keto is the greatest thing for it because it just works. It works. To be honest with you. But so does carb cycle. So it's like, what 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 works for you? So it's like, what can you sustain and do? So um, right now for my online people, I use two apps. So I use Trainerize and I use Evolution Nutrition. What are those? I've never heard of them. Okay, so Trainerize is, is the fitness app. So in Trainerize, you can actually program your workouts and schedule the workouts for the people. You can do live workouts in it. So you can do online trainings from that aspect of it. Or if someone just wants a program, you can do a program, mail it out to them, and they get all that stuff. With Evolution Nutrition, Evolution Nutrition is a bunch of um, nutritionists that came up with a bunch of preordained diets. Yeah. In every style. Like, when I mean every style, Norman, it's every fucking thing that's on this. Like, like everything that you can think of from celiac disease on down. No way. Yeah. So, I use that for my nutrition program, but I won't lie. A lot of it, because of my true beliefs, is like, especially when it comes to carbs on certain things, I remove the bread from mostly everything. Because a lot of it has a lot of bread in it. I try and remove the bread aspect of it from it and, or add increased protein. You just got to be careful with it, like in any app. But it does take care of the brunt of everything for you. So I can prescribe anything from keto, paleo, um, Mediterranean, any diet that somebody wants, whether it's gluten-free or they want to be soy-free. You can do anything on this app. It's the most amazing app. And it coincides with the trainer. I'm not no plug here. I'm not plugging anything. I'm not paid for these guys. But, but you know the, it works. The, the two apps work together. <laughs> so for a client, if you're my client, I can give you the diet. Boom. Here's your diet from Evolution Nutrition. Here's a workout from Trainerize, and they both are on the same app. You just add like factor in the fact like my fitness pal or whatever you use to track your food. Those two things or three things together help people be more successful. The app is just with Trainerize, and I think with anything like this for the online aspect of it, it's like when people are able to track and see it, they're more. Game changer. It is because they're more able to see and get the results. So I just started with this lady Jen. And I started changing because Jen came at around the time when my mindset changed, when I just finished doing heart, my 75 hard and I realized how to go from fat to fit and what the, like, what's the main things that you need to do. She already had an online trainer, so she was like kind of skeptical coming into it, training with me. So when I was talking to her, I said, you know, through the initial whatever talks that we had, I was like, what is the main things that you want to see and what you want to do? What's different about you know, the train that you did that you want to go forward and do. So she told me what it was that she wanted to do. And I was like, okay, so this is what I'm going to offer you right now. Okay. So the first week, I just want you to record everything you eat. I'm not even going to give you a meal plan. So record everything that you eat so I can see what you're doing. Right. Because all I'm going to do is if I have to change something, I might change minimal things. And it was very minimal that I changed for her. But I was like, okay, we want to focus on this. So all I want you to do is we're going to eat this way. So I just laid it out for her. And when you lay out the meal plan, it's just like, we want to see in the first week. I change their meal plans every Friday. So every Friday I change the meal plan because you want to make sure. And when I change it, I mean, it might change. Minuscule. Minuscule. So it's like something for like calorie wise. So they might go from like 1,800 to like 1,600 calories or something. Depends if you're trying to lose weight, right? But most people go into like a major deficit, like a burn scene style. So they're doing 600, 800 calories and they're fucking, where do you go from there? Yeah, There's nowhere to go, right? So that's why they get sustained because when I started with her, I go, you could do like 2,500 calories. She's like, what? I go, yeah, 2,500 calories is what we're doing. She was, And then the first week was hard because she couldn't, like, she was like, I can't fathom eating this much. I go, I understand that. I go, so we're going to do it in smaller parts. So I broke it down to smaller parts and this is what we're going to do to make sure that we hit what we want to hit weekly. 
and I brought it down. So it was like 2,700, 2,600, 2,500, 2,400 in the first four weeks. And then we were set at like a 1,600, it was like 1,650 that we did for the next following month where she dropped a bunch of weight. She's like, holy shit, I've never lost this much weight. And I'm ripped. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So six weeks, you know, she was down to where she wanted to go. Yeah. So now we're just trying to figure out what's the next step. I mean, as always with trainers, like you always want to figure out if you have a client and this is like backtracking. That's okay. But basically, I don't want to keep clients. Believe it or not. Yes, you, you, know, you do. You, know you don't. Great. But I don't want to keep clients. You, I want to make you get age. to where you yeah. want to be. And then uh, teaching you self-advocacy is the best thing. Teach you how to fish. So now you know what to do. Go on, preach the gospel. Tell them, yeah, Chris sent me this way. This is what I learned from Chris. And I'm better for it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to stay with me forever. I want you to stay with me until you need me to. But some people stay because... Comfort zone, you become a rent a friend. Rent a friend. <laughs> it's like no, it's, but it's I, that's actually another thing to go back. Uh, that's something you taught me when uh, you were mentoring me too as a trainer. It's like the best trainers have different rosters, yeah. right? Because exactly what you said, just said, teach you how to fish. Go on now. Over time, sometimes like it's okay if a client's there for two to five years because goals change. Goals, goals change. change. Goals right? do change. But as long and that's as like that goal is attained. Let's get to another. What do you want? And as right. long as, but but I've always been. I think the best thing. Like I understand that from a monetary value thing. You want to keep the person. You yeah, want to make yeah, sure yeah. that you have money coming in. But I think the best case scenario is to teach that person self advocacy. Yeah. Can they do it for themselves? Teach them to do it for well, that's themselves. That's the most rewarding thing for us. And it is at the end of the day, it's like right? like when I watch, especially for me, like watching trainers. So developing trainers and watching trainers open up their gyms and doing their thing or whatever they're doing online or whatever it is. It's like. To me, that's the best thing to do. Hi. Oh, damn. The camera guy was going like this, trying to signal us, but it was just dust. Oh. Asshole. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, you know what? I'll, might regret this, but I'm going to ask it. So, oh, when I was starting, what things did you see that I needed to change? And what was the most rewarding things that you saw change in me? I'm not going to like this answer, but I'm okay with that. You might like this answer. So with you, Norman, there was a lot. I loved you because you wanted to try to be better. You wanted to be better in every state, but not even just physically, but mentally too. You had issues going on with your dad, right? Uh, if I can hey, bring that up. Everybody knows about my daddy issues, eh? <laughs> go on, go on. Okay, okay. but I, no, I that was a major you, thing you for you, yeah, and yeah. you had a lot of other stuff going on yeah. because of that, right? Yeah, yeah. So when you were telling me this stuff, yeah, part of me was like impartial to you because I was like, this guy, I see potential in this guy. This guy could be a great fucking trainer, right? Which he ended up turning out to be, right? In the I beginning, so most people were like, he's a fucking loser. He doesn't know anything about training. I'm like, it's Whoa. not it's Whoa. not that. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm just like, at the end of the day, like when I see something in somebody and I feel like this person could actually do something to benefit other people, I will push and, and promote that person no matter what the bigger ups think or what anyone else says. Like, you need to get rid of them. No, I don't. Don't tell me how to run my fucking club. You know, there's you, there's Blake, <laughs> you know, there was Garce. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people didn't want Garce around because they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. you know, the image factor. But I'm like, this so guy, well. this guy is, is a performer and knows how to, you know, A, the cell training. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being a fitness manager. So it's like, uh, it go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. You know, so it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I think my biggest thing is I see the belief in people. So for you, the biggest thing I saw was that you wanted to be better, that you wanted to help people, but you wanted to be better yourself. 
right? You, you whatever demons that you had going on outside, and you had some, you had some, not a lot, but but whatever demons you had, you were willing to work on those to become a better person, and you have like it's like night and day. The Norman from then is not the same Norman that you are today. Yeah. So you know, kudos to you, man. That's, that's amazing that you've done. So I appreciate that. Um, so uh, another thing I kind of want to go over to with you is. Um, when it comes to like transformations and stuff like that, yeah. how have you with your clients and stuff like that, what, uh, when they haven't hit that part where they want to go, right. And when yeah. everything's kind of gone accordingly, yep. what do you do to pivot? So good question because I'm going through this right now. So like I said, I, I, I went to online from jump yeah. from the pandemic uh, online is, is is iffy because the majority of online I didn't see, and I won't lie, the ones that see the best results are the ones that do see me. And the only reason why people even see me is because I got lonely. <laughs> so I was like by myself. I'm like I had all this free time, but what do I do with my time? Because I have all these people online, but I don't see anybody. Yeah, I communicate. You got to do this, 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 and this, but it's like it's not the same. And you become, you know, I was alone. I had nobody. So it's like you know what? I want to see people. So listen. Listen, for this price, I want to see you at least two, three times a week. And then I did that with like six people. So at least I can see some people so I can get info so I can like talk to people a little bit different. Right. So, yeah, they see more results better that way. And I realized that. But I don't have the time to do that with everybody. I like I just that's almost the same thing as training people because now I've given up my time for my money. It sucked. But at the same time, it kept me sane because at least I was around the human element and I got to hear people's stories and I got to develop different kind of relationships with people. I think the problem with going into this whole training aspect is, is when we, when we start out, yeah, we want to build a relationship with a person. We want to set up their story. We want to make people accountable for whatever their goal is and help them get to what they want to get to. But when I, I, I started this whole thing and when I had the online aspect of it, I, changed certain aspects of it so i had clients that were doing well and clients that weren't doing well and the good thing about it is i would always factor in like so videos or like memes or whatever i would throw out there because i don't always throw anything into the app is i would try to make them realize that we all fall is like how do we get back up from where we fall and goal setting because most people do not know how to goal set and it's going back to the goals that you set out at the beginning and one thing i learned and i guess this is for new trainers too is in the old days we would blame the client oh you didn't follow my meal plan you didn't do the workouts you weren't waking up on time well there's the mindset behind that because the mindset is why didn't you do those things where did i fail you it's where i realize now as a as a trainer i realize it's like it's my the, the onus is on me the blame is on me you didn't make your goal that's on me not on you it's on me because you didn't fucking do the things but i didn't promote it i didn't push you to do those things i didn't tell you yo you know what i understand that you can't do this so what what can you do what can we do to make you successful every day so one day what's one thing that we can change to make it better for you each day instead of being like oh, you didn't follow my me you didn't do what i wanted you to do so that's why you ended up being the way you are and that's why you didn't get the goals you wanted to get to and so i mean the results are with jen jen was like my first real trial with it all online when i see someone someone's like you know what 
ask the questions, and here's what it is. So what do, what do I need to help you with to make you better? What's one thing that I can do to help you get better? And I'm trying to do that now with everybody, even in some online, but I throw the question out there. What have you done today? What's one thing that you can do to make yourself 1% better? If your week didn't work out the way, why didn't it work out the way you wanted it to? A lot of self-reflection. Of course, matters. because self-reflection is a thing. I found, like, even for myself and my 75 journey, is like, well, how did I get to the state? And how do I turn the state around? And it's like, how do I get to the point? And then, sure, I had my son go to me, you know, Kai. Kai is just like, hey, Dad, you're fucking fat. And I was like, yeah, okay. Damn, and, Kai. Yeah, so I was just like, Savage. but you know what? Sometimes tough love is the realest love because I was like, yeah, he just wanted me to be better. He wanted me to get back to where I was. So I was like, yeah, I get it. That's fair. I, yeah. Uh, so 2022. Yep. What's it? What's uh? What's new for you this year? Okay. I don't know if I really want to talk about this, but I'll talk about it. I, oh, it's shit. like I don't really want to give away because no, no, you don't. Okay. So the thing is, you know me. I'm always like looking at what's the next step, what's happening, what's the evolution yeah. of our training, and what's sure. going on in the world. So people yeah. ask me, "Are you getting a global gym?" I did. I, I rented out a global gym right now, but a brick and mortar gym. The reality is, is do I want to have a brick and mortar gym? No, because they're going to lock down more. There's going to be more lockdowns coming in our life. That's just the reality. People don't want to hear it, but the reality is, is there's going to be another lockdown coming again within the next few, in the next year or so. So I think the best thing that I can do is focus on what's the next best way to train. And I shouldn't even give away my secrets because you know what they say, you're never supposed to talk about the next thing that you're supposed to do, but I'm going to let you as know, I just asked you. as you just asked me, but I'm looking at doing EMS. I'm bringing in EMS training. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it. I don't know too much about it. So. Okay. So there's not, that's probably because there's not a lot of them out I've there. I've read about it. But. So I don't know if you remember Belinda Stronach, her old trainer, Agnes. I love you, Agnes. If you ever listen to this, Agnes was like. Shout out to Agnes. Amazing. I forgot her last name. Amazing trainer. She came to Good Life. She was working out there. Older lady, blonde hair, ripped, like absolutely shredded. And me and her had a good relationship. And she tried to introduce me to these suits. So what was that? 2012, 2012. She introduced me to these EMS suits. At the time, these suits were twenty-five dollars to $40,000. Who the fuck is going to buy one of these suits? So that's why I was like, what are you talking about, Agnes? Damn. This is crazy. Went to the CanFit Pro uh, show and see her at the show and I try the suit on sweating my ass off. I'm like, it's weird because basically it's like Dr. Holes all over your body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Times 10. Fast forward to now this year. So last year I mentored a kid that uh, is doing EMS. Shout out to Speciality Fitness. going to give you a shout out kid, Nick. So Nicholas Speciality. So talking to Nick, trying to mentor him on some other aspects of his business. But in doing so, this guy turned it around and has completely got rid of all of his weights, got rid of everything he has, and has focused solely on EMS. In my area, there is no EMS. The closest one is in Guelph. So EMS is basically, and you're gonna, it's the weirdest fucking thing. I'm not gonna lie, my girlfriend does it right now. EMS is two, maybe max three 20 minute workouts a week. And I say max. You're a liar. Three. Really? 20 work. Kid you not. My girlfriend's got abs. <laughs> All right. In six weeks. Okay. So if you think about this, you have a suit on that's firing, right? So your body's based on electrical uh, synapses and pulses, right? To move your muscles and stuff is based off electricity. 
So this is like Dr. Holes all over your body. So imagine you're doing squats, but at the same time when you're doing squats, your abs are firing, your glutes are firing, your chest is firing, your neck, everything's firing, your biceps are firing all at one time, right? Whereas with weights, they sometimes fire. Some certain things do. Depends if you contract, if mind muscle Some, mind muscle, That's, Sometimes the person, they do, right? but the results are half the time. Yeah. So what will take you six months, you can do in three months. Really? It's half the time. That's crazy. So I've seen the results for myself, and I've seen the effort and the, what's gone out. It's it's expensive, but the reality is, is people are going to pay for results. People are going to pay to get fucking in shape. And I shouldn't be giving this away, but that's what I'm looking to get into in 2022. And hopefully by the end of 22, I have my own little studio and running it just like that. What do you? What's your opinion on like Peloton and Tonal and Old Mirror? These like home fitness because I think. It's, it's tough because I think nothing really replaces a trainer, but the, the smart technology that's coming out, as you just talked about, though, um, it's different. So I, I don't know. I, I just want to know your opinion on that. So the reality is, is trainers need to be wary that AI is coming. I don't know about if it's going to be iRobot bullshit, but <laughs> it's about to change. It's changing the game. So you got Mirror... Um, Fucking tonal, My father Peloton, tonal, eh? hey, bro. I'm telling you. So what's gonna happen is all these things are gonna be the future. More and more people, especially with if you think about the pandemic, how many people jumped to online training? How many people jumped to something more sustainable or have built gyms in their homes, right? And want to learn how to use it. So if you have that uh, mirror thing, so it's gonna tell you how to work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna show you. It's gonna replace the average trainer. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. The reality is, is like, if you're an average trainer, be careful because AI is going to replace you. AI is going to replace a lot of jobs. The reality is, is is that's what's coming. You know, Elon Musk warned us a few years ago about this. It's coming. It's here. Mm -hmm. You know, they put things out there so that they can see it, you know, but most of us don't pay attention to it. But even in the truck industry, you know, your car drives itself. Your truck drives itself for the most case. The only thing you need to do is off-ramp and on-ramp, but the cars usually drive themselves. Yeah. You know, you go to the theater now. How many people How many people do you actually see? Who takes your money? Nobody anymore. You go to a kiosk and you order your fucking thing. AI is here. So it's just like, how do we work in with it? I agree with you. Does it replace the actual human element? It shouldn't, but it will. It shouldn't, but it will. And that's the thing that sucks. Yeah. It's like, how do we get past that? So it's like, that's what I'm saying. How do you offer a surface? That's going to be better than the AI can do. I guess we'll see. We'll figure something out. It's always evolution. There's always something like it's nothing's new something. under the sun. So it's just figuring out what's the next step. So yeah. if you're, you got AI over here, then maybe it is EMS that's going to be the next step. I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm 99% sure it's going to be, but I don't know 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but it's you. like there's going to be something else. There's always going to be something else to bounce it up. But I don't think anything will ever take away 100% truly the human factor because people like to talk to another person, another human being from, from most cases. They want to have that. Some people are totally cool with it though. Smash yeah, some, most people, and that's the thing. Yeah, some people love that aspect of it. Get in, get out. And Peloton offers not just bikes, but other things too, like running apps and other. All, so people are down with that shit. You know, I get it. But at the end of the day, like... Will AI replace us completely? Probably. Isn't that the plan, though? Isn't that the idea is to replace? Right? Yeah, 100%. But I just feel like the human element, as long as we can keep it a human element and keep humanity you know, on the forefront, I don't think we would have much to worry about. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, well, I feel like we can talk forever. We, we haven't could. even gotten to MMA. 
We haven't even gotten to Marvel. There's too much, man. There's too much shit. But I hope to have you again. I appreciate man. it, bro. Thank I you so much. I think you have so much to bring to the table. So whenever you're free, please well, we'll come see. back. We'll see. Hopefully in the next few months. We'll see, man. If I get the CMS thing, we got, hey. got some new stuff to work out. I, but well, I know what, Norm, I appreciate everything that you've done. I appreciate you asking me out. I love the man that you've grown into. And, appreciate it. you know, from where I've seen you at your lowest low as well. I'm not going to talk about it, but I've seen you at your lowest low. And I've seen you now at your highest high. And I see you rising. And you know what? True blessings to you, man. All Respect, man. Appreciate it. All the best. Yeah, yeah. See you, man. See you guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. Cheers.